Hey simps, welcome back to Mika's Crack House. I'm your thought streamer for the evening, Sam Kingma, and join me as my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles, fuck's going on this week? You know, not a whole lot has gone on this week, uh, which which is depressing. It's been a, it's been a week of watching GDQ and playing Monster Hunter, basically the two least productive activities you could possibly do. Now, I did want to ask, because you mentioned to me a, a few days ago, GDQ's been good this year, actually. The stay-at-home yes. stuff's actually been good. It's actually been working out for them. I think I think not having a horribly uncomfortable audience in the background who's worried about never being allowed to come back ever again <laughs> helps people loosen up. Yeah, which is great. That's definitely something I noticed last year. Everyone was very uptight. Yeah. Very, very uptight at GDQ. A lot of bands, is my guess. Yeah, it, it sucks. If It really does suck. I feel like every single speedrunner that it's like hey they're a good personality regardless of the quality of their runs it's like hey i like them they're a nice personality it has gotten fucking banned yeah from the, the black i'm I, the black tastic is getting banned this year and i'm like man don't do that to the black tastic i don't know if he's actually gonna get banned but i want to see speedrun uh bloodstained oh damn yeah like like he he was he was like going in on on like you know he had like he he was doing like this kind of like big anime joke like uh, he did like an aura at one point and I was like I like this guy like uh you know that part in Bloodstained Curse of the Moon when when uh the lizard guy Sting Chameleon is like going all over the screen he's like <laughs> Sting Chameleon yeah Sting no, Chameleon exactly I love that boss that's a great boss fight yeah no so like when that was happening he was like aura, aura, aura! and I was like I like this guy <laughs> there there's one thing you're reading part six right uh, so I read the first. 13 chapters of part six uh, there there is one boss in bloodstained that i cannot wait to refer to you as my part six fan nickname and that's the whole reason i'm most excited for you to get through part six is that i can refer to this enemy as the name of a stand that looks like it now let me let me be clear because on episode four of the show i i, I talk about my love for prison which was spawned on from reading part six i guess i'm a fake prison fan because since that week, I don't think I've I've read anything from part six. But I'm getting real because here's the deal. I'm getting worried because the JoJo subreddit, the Shippost Crusaders, they're doing a special event because JoJolian yeah, at chapter 100. 100th chapters, baby. Yeah. For they, JoJolian. First of all, big congratulations to Iraqi. We love him. Can we get him on the podcast? <laughs> can we get can we get him on the podcast? I want to I want to ask him. Um, I want him to rate other characters and ask if they're gay or just fabulous. Yes. And um. And they're doing and they're doing all these all these all these Jajoli memes. I'm like, damn, damn it. I wish I wish I were a Jajoli. Oh, no, trust <laughs> me. I was going through it and I was like laughing and I was like, I feel so bad for anyone who's a fucking pleb. Like there, there are some there are some memes from this chapter and, and I got them uh, and some people also didn't get them. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 pretty fucking funny. I, I like the no context Jojo, though, I think is is really funny that I'm inevitably going to get to a point where I'm just not going to be able to experience it anymore because I'm going to know all the context. No, and, and it kind of sucks. But at the same time, it's like there are certain things you forget. And yeah, that, that can true. make it fun. Like I, I completely forgot about Jack the Ripper at one point, you know, although I was going to say one of my favorite parts of going through going through the anime because around part, I think once I got back into watching part three, like a year ago, or actually no, it was more like eight or so months ago when I was working full time, I did, <laughs> I was going through it. I was on the, the, the Shippost Crusaders subreddit at the time, just following, because I like, again, just liked JoJo. It'd be great to just like watch the show and be like, oh, so that's what that joke meant. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what they were referring to. The, that is fun, certainly. It, there is a discovery process that's a lot of fun. Speaking of a lot of fun, though, it seems like you had uh, something that you wanted to address this week. Yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a question uh, for you, Miles. I was thinking about on the car ride over today. 
that we've discussed it in some capacity before, but we never did a big topic question about it. But it's something I've always been fascinated by. Okay. And it's that what are some moments in your life where you were genuinely blown away by technology? Oh, yeah, that is it. I don't think that's ever happened. I'll be completely honest with you. Really? No, I've never been blown away by technology in my life. At all? No. Even when you were younger? Here's the thing. As a kid and as an adult, even, I've, I've always had a big imagination. And, and when something is impressive to me, it's probably because it's not real. But, like, I don't get wowed. I never get, like, wowed. I don't get that sense of wonder from things. Like, I could see, like, there are only a handful of times in which I'm, like, silently, like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. There's a shot in Death Stranding at the very end of the game that, like, I saw it and I, I was I was tired and delirious. And and I was watching it. And, and this shot came up and, like, something in me just stirred where I was just like, I don't know what it is, but this, I feel this. And, like, I've thought about that shot every day and it's not like this amazing like whoa crazy look at all the ray trace or you know whatever i yeah. don't give a fuck um but it was just one of these moments where i was like there's something about this frame that gets me just the way it's framed just gets me and and a lot of moments like that where something so small and so specific will happen that just wows me but like like for example i was watching the ps5 tech demo and i was like i know this is impressive but i'm not like whoa oh well so so here so let me give you let me give you a couple examples from my life in which i was genuinely blown away by technology cuz the two the two moments that come to mind was the first time was the 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 first time i did a video call with someone blew my fucking mind when i got skype for the first time when i was like 14 years old downloaded skype had a internet friend through like doing youtube stuff yeah convinced me to get it no it wasn't you uh <laughs> no i no i was about to say like we all had that friend yeah we all had that friend who was like yeah come on man get get get, get skype and i'm like and i ended up doing it uh and it was cool and it was like and i and i hopped on and like I, on my shitty and my mom's shitty dell laptop the fucking the light came on and it was a camera i was like what the fuck he could see me and i could see him and we're communicating live, like, on the fucking phone? Like in the Jetsons! Yeah, exactly. Like, I, or, or like in, like in Pokemon with the, with the video phone they would have. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, like Metropolis! <laughs> it's just like Day of Tomorrow! <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this, a Campbell novel? <laughs> But but I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm actually doing this right now. And then the other time that fucking blew me away was when I went to uh oh, what the fuck was the, the site? Was it oh Ustream when I saw a live stream for the very first time online. Hmm. Was there was a YouTuber I followed, very underground guy, no one would know him. He only had like ten thousand subs. And he was doing a live stream to like 15 people. I think he did it like once a week. I ended up finding it on a Sunday, clicked the link. And I was like, what the shit? Like what? He's, he's communicating with the chat and I can type something in and he says, says my username and he'll respond to whatever I said. That's fucking crazy. That shit's crazy. And now look like Twitch, like, you know, Twitch streaming is one of the biggest Yo, forms of entertainment on on the on the on the fucking internet now. I and video and Discord. Never been blown away in my life, like by by technology, and rarely, if ever, am I blown away. I'm I'm blown away by art sometimes, but I'm never blown away by things that are real. Like I I could I could climb to the fucking top of Mount Everest and look out and be like, wow, I'm bored already. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm I'm dead inside when I'm not consuming media. Yeah. Aren't we all though? Aren't we fucking all? Well, no. Some people are dead inside unless they're consuming TikTok. Yeah. I've reached a point where where and, and this is this is so disrespectful of me to talk about, but I'm gonna talk about it anyways. <laughs> I've reached a point where where I'm I'm actualized enough as a human being to recognize when I'm talking to someone hollow inside. Can I get an example? Of, of when this happened recently? You'll be speaking to someone. Uh, I'm not going to give the most recent example, but I will I will give an example of I was speaking to someone who there I could just tell your entire identity is based on the fact that you watch leftist YouTube videos and know a lot about politics. Yeah. And that is your sense of self. And there is nothing inside of you but that. There's no passion. There's no art. There's no discovery. There's no sense of wonder. There's no imagination. You lack the essences of humanity, and your entire being is based on a post-ironic sense of, of enlightenment that has been filtered to you directly from people whose political views are not as extreme as yours. And the only reason that your views are this extreme is because that is how you deepen your sense of self. You know, it's, it's funny you bring up that specific, that specific example. Because I've definitely met people like this before. Well, it's like even even like people like Ben Shapiro, like you just know there's nothing behind those eyes. You know what I mean? Or like, what's his face? Argon of Sarkon, whatever. Sargon of Akkad. Sargon well, of Akkad. I don't even know. If, I don't even think he makes videos anymore. He's no, might. but it's like it's like Sargon of Akkad. Like everyone always made fun of him, and it's like rightfully so because you just know like his entire persona and his entire personality was guy on YouTube who makes these weird videos that no one likes or respects. <laughs> Yeah, that. It, but like, he also had a following. That's what's like really funny. Well, so does so does like one angry video gamer or whatever. But like, I, I really do think a lot of a lot of people who follow one angry gamer are like trolling or like are like memeing. They, they want to see what what stupid shit he is. Well, I think the same for Ben Shapiro. I think a lot of people just follow Ben Shapiro to see what stupid shit he's gonna do this week. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think Ben has more of a serious audience though. Genuinely, they're all fourteen. Is my guess though. I mean, maybe, but he, I mean, I, he genuinely does have a more, more serious audience. I, I get the feeling there's a Keemstar situation going on there. Yeah, I mean, that's the, Keemstar's the big one because, like, Keemstar's videos still get, like, millions of views. Despite yeah. the fact that everyone seems to fucking hate him. It's, it's because the people who, who watch and defend Keemstar are teens. And people who, like, are into the YouTube sphere and like the drama because that's their... And again, I think that I'm going to be blatant. I'm just... I'm going to fucking say it out up front. I think the con the consumption of video essay content is partially an attempt for people to better understand themselves. Because they are hollow yeah. and they need people to tell them how to feel and how to think. And I, I'm dead... I am dead fucking serious that there are some people who... There are people who watch videos just because they're entertaining and they're interesting or it's something to do. And then there are some people who need content because without it, they would be lost as to how to fill themselves. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I won't word it so I was about to say cuntly. I, I, I meant to say I was. I meant to say bluntly, and then I was like cuntly, and I'm like, that's not right. That's also right though, because that is a cunty thing to say. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I will. I'll be a bit nicer about it. But like I've definitely, I, I literally had that thought in the shower today. I was like, I just had a moment where I was like, I, I literally get nothing out of your regular video essay content anymore. No, I get, I get nothing out of it. I need the video to be either informational, or like some level of entertaining, or like some level of commentary. 
Because there's a lot of videos I watch now that are, I would argue, are probably much lesser in quality in terms of, like, the video essays and stuff I used to watch. But they have something. Yeah, but they have something, and I get way more out of that content, even if it's a base level of entertainment. Like, a base level of, it's just on. I need to fill the, the, sta- the car speakers with something on this fucking drive. I don't care what it is. Just put it on. We're like, video essay stuff, I'm like... I'm just so I'm just over it. I'm like I don't need I don't care about this information anymore. It's not not that anyone's really even saying anything particularly enlightening. I don't want to make I don't want to cast generalizations. Well, that's always my problem because it's like I love when people talk about games in a way that gets me really excited, but they don't talk about games in a way that gets me excited. They talk about games in a way that legitimizes them to people who aren't me because they're already the most legitimate media in the world to me. Like. It, it, and also, too, like the people who are going to be consuming video essay, con- video game content about like video essays about video games are people like you and I who are super into games. Yeah. And, and we're the like, only people who are going to be watching that shit. I, I remember I was trying to work on a video and you might remember this video and I, I want to get back to it. I, I had a recent discovery recently where I was just like, man, I just don't like the way that I write. And if I'm going to do another video, I got to do it with a completely new voice, new writing yeah. voice, because the way I write right now, I just don't like it. And that's. Maybe it'll be more entertaining or more insightful or more funny or more lively. Like the way I write right now, very bland, very, very bland and very college essay. And I was like, I don't want to put that that out into the world. I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try and reinvent my voice. And if 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 you see a video from me, it's because I figured out how that's like kind of the answer or I gave up and I decided I'll just do it anyways. One of the two. Um, But uh, it was one of these things where I was just like I was working on a video and I asked my friend like, should I recap the history of this game's development? He's like, no, everyone knows the story of the game's development. And I was like, but it's relevant to this sort of narrative. He's like, yeah, then allude to it. And I was like, you're right. You're complete. Uh, why am I saying my friend? It's Tom. Buddy. From Second, second look. look. Best, best friend of the podcast. Best Tommy, boy. Tommy Second Man. Uh, <laughs> Tommy Die Hard Look. <laughs> look, look hard, man. Look hard. <laughs> His name is yeah, that's what I'm calling you from now on is Look Hardman. Look peeping Tom Look Hardman. Yeah, Look Hardman. <laughs> um but yeah, no. So so I was speaking of Look Hardman and he was like, "No, everyone knows the context of this. Like there's got to be a more interesting and and way to sell it." And we're both talking about the fact that like we want to be better writers cuz we don't want to we we both like expressing ourselves, but we also want to make things that express ourselves. Our job is not to just make content, it's to feel satisfied with the content we have made. And I, and I think that's kind of the difference between us and people who just want to like, I think there is like a lot of these video essays will make their videos to kind of validate their own existence because right now they don't feel seen or heard. And so if they make a video out of it, then they're important and they're relevant and their their existence is valid and seen. There's proof of their existence. And I don't think that that's a problem necessarily. I think that that's if that's how you're getting started in videos, you will eventually grow into a very actualized person by doing that. I'm not going to say don't make videos if that's if you want to just feel seen and heard. And also, there's a lot of people that do that with plenty of different art forms ab- above video essays. Yeah, it's exactly. Not, this is not a video essay exclusive problem. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, like there are people who who will uh, who will write a play, you know, because they want to be they want to be recognized as being able to write a play, you know. Or there are people who will make a video because they're they want their opinion to feel valid and real and like. You're not going to look back on those videos very fondly once you've reached a point where you're not like that anymore. But if that's where you got to start, that's where you got to start. Uh, and, yeah. and it's and it's funny because I've talked on this this episode before about like, don't make something that's like worthless or whatever. And I got I got to rescind that right now. Right. If you want to make a video essay, 
if you want to make a video essay because you you feel that that is something you need to do to feel complete and to feel good and whole and it's because it's something you want to pursue do it i'm not going to say it's going to be great i'm, I'm probably not going to watch it myself but that's how you're going to evolve yeah, we are not the, we, I mean, like, as much as we act like it and talk about it, we are not the arbiters of what is and is not worthwhile content, be it on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, No, we just have our own opinion, and, and we, we know what we like. But, but here's the thing, like, if a friend of mine's like, I'm going to make a video essay, I'm probably not going to watch it, but I'm going to be like, man, if you need help with that, if you want advice, if you want any of that, like, do it. Uh, don't even credit me. I don't care, because, because this is your journey, and I want to help you get there. But, like... I don't watch video essays. The thing is, I actually, ironically enough, I would argue that there is more value to a video essay being made than a video essay being seen. Yeah, I think that's fair. Definitely I think, to the individual. Yeah, definitely to the individual. And it's one of these things where I think that a lot of video essays, the, the reason that I, I have a problem with them is that they are kids with microphones with loud opinions and they want to be seen as something more. And it's like, you're not, you're not there yet as an artist or as, you know, as a, as a, as a, a commentator, you, you might be keep at it. There's going to be, you're going to make that one video that we're going to go, damn, that was it. That was good. That had what we, what, what I wanted, even, even if just a fucking fraction of it, right? Even if it's just for a single second, that validates the art. I think you just need that yeah. one moment. Um, and, and so for me, uh, it's one of these things where, I've reached an interesting point where I realize that the consumption of content is kind of a is kind of a, a hollow filling thing. Um, but I think that the difference is that people can take art and kind of mold it onto themselves in such a way where it's not just your personality is not just I watch crit points and hold the same opinions that crit points has or whatever. Crit points is. Yeah. the No, he doesn't make videos. Crit points is a writer. He's a writer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I read crit points and I make the same points because a lot of crit points audience, I had met them and they are very much like that. Uh, they are just kind of regurgitating, uh, their, uh, their perspective. Shout out to crit points. I thought you didn't like him. I thought you had beef. I think recently they actually came out as, uh, they, them. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really. Okay. I, I thought you had beef with them. <laughs> it's I, I, the thing is, so I had beef with them because I had beef with the fact that they were writing like takedowns of other people's videos, like critiques of other people's videos. And I was like, that's wrong. You need to tell people or they, they need to tell people. And I was like, Oh, wait a sec. No, that they're allowed. That's fine. It was just one of these things. And they did a write up of one of my videos and it was very fine. They were like, yeah, some of this is the information in this video. I agree with, I don't agree with some of it. This is a good video. It's fine. I watched it. Which is funny. Cause that was like your second worst video too. I, I think so. Certainly. But, uh, but, but, but it was, it was about a subject they cared about, you know, it was about God yeah. and, and so like, I was like, man, that sucks. And then I read it and I was like, oh, this is fine. But I was like, man, it still sucks. It makes me angry. And then I read their other write-ups about other people and I was like, oh, he, they could have gone much harder on me. Yeah. I see. And, you know, and, and here's the deal. It's, it's literally no different than what we do bitching about games. Exactly. And that's, that's it's the no thing different. I realized. It's all art and it's all up for fucking criticism. However, that whatever form that comes in but but i i, I like i've 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 read some of crit points recent writing and i realized like just like everyone else crit points was probably writing you know because they loved games and and they they wanted to kind of actualize themselves a little bit and they're writing very actualized now a lot of the points they make very very insightful and very unique um and uh and 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 before they were like yeah art doesn't exist games can't convey emotion and now they're like yeah i said that because i was a dumber kid and now i completely disagree with that and it's like 
that that's kind of the point that I want to make, though, is that there are people who are like crit points, who, like who who read crit points as stuff, and they kind of just only took crit points as ideas. And the way that they, they define games, the way that they talked about games, and they kind of grafted that onto themselves. And then Crit Points themselves has evolved as a creator and as a writer and as a critic. And that's and what that's, happens. And here's yeah, the deal. That's the point I'm trying by to make. Way, is, by the is way, you can't not, be... not only, I was about to say, not only should you evolve as it, not only like most of the time will you, you will evolve as a creator, you should evolve as a creator. You should actively seek to evolve as a creator. Because guess what? In, in today's age, as far as online media creation goes, those who do not change their format fucking die. Yeah. And they become completely irrelevant. You're, we're seeing it right now. There are going to be people, they're going to be streamers, they're going to be YouTubers, they're going to be, you know, Instagram models, whatever, that do not change or alter their content with the times, and they will become irrelevant because people will expect more. People expect way more out of a YouTube video now than they did, you know, seven years ago. You know, and I'll, and I'll say this much. Fallout Boy... You suck. You're the worst. But they evolved. There's a reason Fallout yeah. Boy is still around and fucking plain white tees are not, you know, fucking all American rejects are not because they pop. You know, they were like, oh, God, pop punk sinking ship. Yeah, we got We got to hop off. We yeah, got to get off. Lincoln Park. Same thing. And Lincoln, I think Lincoln Park was consistently still good. I don't think they ever were as good as when I first listened to them. But that's because I. That's what I like from Lincoln Park at the time. The spirit. That's the, that's the thing is the soul and the spirit remain the same. You yeah. could argue maybe differently for Fall Out Boy. I'm not super familiar with the Fall Out Boy discography. I, I am. Ext uh, I'm just not very familiar with, with e either of their libraries extremely well. Obviously, I like hybrid theory and shit from Lincoln Park. But there, there's a sort of like undercurrent of like Lincoln Park is about your internal scream. That's that's kind of the way that I would describe their music. Their music is about your internal scream. And all of their music, even like waiting for the end, is about your internal scream. But the difference is that was a an internal scream of like melancholy and kind of anguish and and uh, and having to accept versus like numb, which is like I am in deep pain and yet I also can't feel anything. I have no mouth and I must scream. Yeah, I have no mouth and I must scream. Like that is that is to me what Linkin Park is all about. Paper cut, literally fucking paper cut. Their first fucking song from um media no hybrid theory um meteoria is their second album yeah that's the one that has like breaking the habit and all that but uh first song on hybrid theory is literally just like them coming out of the door like ah fuck <laughs> that's how i describe lincoln park's music is ah fuck dude i'm like so i'm like so happy we're talking about music i feel like we never do that on, on this fucking show uh, me personally i have a huge problem with music and it is this it's like i think more than any other medium our artists in the music field will constantly be changing their sound every every couple of years, if not every fucking album. Yeah, and I has don't a radically like it. different sound. I don't like it. And, and and this is my huge disconnect with fucking music because like I I really cannot think of of too many bands where I love multiple albums from them. Yeah, because let me, a perfect like two two really big examples from my life are Charlie XCX. And Brockhampton, which are really random and, and fucking not anime, very much not anime. Actually, Charlie's like kind of a weep, um, like a little bit. Uh, she did uh, her single Super Love is shot in Japan. And the Sega Arcade, I think, is prominently featured in that video. We take that. I think I think it's closing down. I think it's closing down, actually, it's such a uh, due, to, due, to, due to the virus. But yeah, basically what happened was I got into her music in high school back when her second album, Sucker, came out. And her, and her album was like a hard, like, bubblegum, like, pop 
punk like record and it was really sick everything used like real instruments and it was awesome and her first album i also liked although again totally radically different vibe just a lot of like very teen melancholy grimdark shit but i was like also like in high school and could vibe with that shit so i was like both albums i loved I go to college, I introduce to different music, I kind of stopped listening to new music at that time, because I no longer had access to, really to the radio, and then she drops this fucking shitty EP that's like this, and I like techno and, tra- and like that shit, but it was trashy, it was garbage, and every other album she's put out, I'm like, no, I just cannot vibe with this, and then Brockhampton, I got into Brockhampton, are you familiar with them, they're a music group? No. They're like a, a hip-hop music group, they met on like a Kanye West forum, a cool, cool story bet- between all them. They basically, they, they dropped a string, a trilogy of albums over the course of a year, Saturation 1, 2, and 3. I was introduced to it, Saturation 3, and Saturation 3 is a phenomenal record. A phenomenal album. I love every single song on it. I can listen to it over and over and over again. It has such a great vibe. It has such a great, you know, party feel to it that I really, really connected with. And then they dropped new music, and one of the members uh, got kind of ousted. And I was like, this is not the same. It's just not the same. And then I go back to the other two Saturation Sound albums. I'm like, this isn't three. Like, I just wish all this was just more three, which is just me and my like, you know, I understand I'm, I'm close minded about this, but I can't I, get over it. I just I don't I don't understand people who could follow music because like I like sound that is the same, you know, well, you're like a Carly Rae Jepsen guy, right? I, I love uh, um, Emotion. Emotion, yeah, is a great yeah, fucking record. Carly Rae Jepsen, she's consistent. But it's like... But I have not listened to the new stuff. I've, I've only listened to that album. But, but like, for example, like, I'm a big Jamiroquai guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. I love their greatest hits. The, the biggest Jamiroquai guy, but I like their greatest hits. Because every now and then I'll listen to, like, Little L, and I'm like, oh, this ain't it. This isn't what, what I like fu- from yeah, them. It's like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. I'm trying to... I'm really trying to think, like, the only... Like, there's been a couple, because uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm huge into fucking meme rap. I, I fucking shout out MC Virgins, like, every other fucking episode. You shout him out every episode. I just, I want to get him on, dude. I'm like, he's trying, not I'm gonna, pre- you're, you're such a simp, dude. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, dude. You're actually not an MC Virgins fucking simp. I mean, it's, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree. I, I mean, I don't think I, I haven't paid for anything. You though. fucking simp him so hard, though. I haven't paid, but I haven't paid. You don't have to I pay for somebody to be a fucking simp, dude. Yeah, I thought that was a requirement. No, it's I just the next was level. A requirement. It's the next level of simpitude. But what's the difference between a simp and a, a, simp and a stan? Or a fanboy? Uh, so a fanboy, here's the thing. So a fanboy is, is someone who, who actively goes out of their way to communicate their love of something with other people, right? A fanboy brings, here's the way that I would word it, okay? We got our person. They're in the center of this donut that I'm making yeah. with my hand, okay? There at the center, and then the, I'm, I'm going to expand my fingers. So a simp... Nobody can see this. This is an audio-only program. So, so a simp wraps around... My, so my thumb, my thumb right here, I'm going to hold my thumb uh, This up. is such a bad segment. <laughs> okay, fine, this I'm going to try. This is a bad but idea. I, no, no, we're, this is going to be interactive. Do it on your own hand, okay? Ready? Do okay, it on your own all hand. Right. All right, so I'm going to hold my thumb up like this. Make a thumbs like up. Like a thumbs up. Make a thumbs up. Okay, and then take your other hand, okay? A simp... Is the, is the second thumb. They're going to constantly attach themselves to the thumb. A simp okay. is someone who follows around and obsesses with and constantly engages with the person they simp, right? Okay. Now, a okay. fanboy... With, with this logic, hold on. Let me just stop, stop right here. With this logic, I am not an MC virgin simp. 
with this logic, I am not, I do not qualify as an MC Virgin Sale. I do not follow them on Twitter. I do not follow them on Instagram. I just listen to the new singles whenever they drop and the album. Okay. I am a fanboy because I, I, I think if the difference, I think a fanboy yeah. is someone who, who not only really likes a, a product, you know, celebrity, you know, whatever, but they do, they do that thing where they actively try to get their friends and family into the thing. They bring it out. Like, and, like, and, and, and I, in my, in my little thumb thing, the fanboy is the pinky finger, right? right. Stick out your pinky finger. Yeah. Now, technically still connected to the original hand, but the pinky is outstretched. And the point of what you do with a pinky is you shake pinkies for the pinky swear. Okay. And so you are the pinky, always inviting people to take the hand of the thumb. Of the thumb, yeah. Which okay. is the subject. The, which, which is, the, which is the, the content, okay. Which is the content. This... And then a stan. A stan is a thumb on the other hand, very far away from the actual thumb. But it wants to clench into a fist around all the other fingers. Because the stand does nothing but constrict other people into obsessing over the art. They do nothing but create a fucking page where if you, you, you only engage with them on the subject of the thumb on your other hand. Yes. And yes, stand culture is bad culture is, is what I've been saying for a while now. Is that like we really should just we should stop. We should definitely stop. <laughs> standing things we should stop acting like that's an okay or cool thing to do because it's just weird and annoying i think fanboys are great though fanboys are fine and and i think the problem i always have is like oh you're a nintendo fanboy you don't criticize nintendo you only like nintendo and it's like have you heard this fucking podcast you clown it's like, like yeah it's like come on no we, we i think we shut on nintendo at least once a fucking week i mean i make fun of the wii u all the fucking time yeah and i make you know and and you it's like like i you know, I, I always and make fun of every agree. Zelda game. I make fun of every <laughs> Zelda game that is an Ocarina of Time. But it's it's one of these things where it's like, yeah, I'm a fucking Zelda fanboy, which is why I hate most of the games. Um, yeah, same thing with Sonic. Yeah. Like, the, and, and ask any Sonic fanboy. They, they hate all the fucking games. They hate most of these fucking games. They like one game. Uh, well, so Sonic really is... I disagree. I, I disagree. I, the, the Sonic fans like more than one Sonic game. Can I just say something? All right. I think Sonic is the perfect video game equivalent to musical albums. I think that's very. I think that's fair. I think that's. Ex I think that is extremely fucking fair. Did you like Sonic Adventure One? Well, you're not gonna really get it with Sonic Adventure Two. It's kind of similar. You kind of get it. I think you get a, You get a better experience, honestly. Well, regardless, <laughs> did you like Sonic Adventure? Well, that format's gone. We're doing Heroes next. Heroes now. Yeah. And then, like, hey, well, did you, you like, like that? Well, do Heroes Sonic 06. Fuck you. Here's Shadow. Here's yeah. you know this. After 06 was in Sonic's identity crisis hit that he's, by the way, never gotten fucking out of. Yeah, they should have never stuck to escaped. Boost. I'm telling you, they should have stuck to boost. Because the, the problem, the, 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 and I'm putting this in quotes, the problem with the boost gameplay is that the boost gameplay does not leave itself to particularly lengthy experiences because a lot goes into a fucking boost level and like unleashed regenerations. And that's why Forces sucks because Forces was... The level there were three level designers for forces, none of which worked on any. The lead guy worked on Lost World, which isn't a boost game, and the other two never worked on a Sonic game before in their life. And Sonic is not something like Mario, where you can pull up Mario Maker and just make a shitty level, but it's still decently fun to play because Mario is just fun to control. No, yeah. Sonic requires good level design in order to be fun. I would honestly argue that the mechanics of Sonic himself are less relevant than the levels he has to run through. I I, I would agree, honestly, one hundred percent. I think I think the I think level design is the most important factor to a Sonic game. 
And that's why most of those games, and that's why a lot of those games struggle. And that's why there are a lot of people out there who don't think there are any good Sonic games. Here's, here's what you do, all right? Here's what you do. You release a Sonic game for 20 fucking dollars next time. Yeah, they did. It was called Sonic Mania, and it fucking ruled, and everyone loved it. Yeah, so, so just make your 3D Sonic game, release it for $20. Yeah, I mean, I mean, dead ass. I mean, they dropped that. I mean, they already, I mean, they already really forces at forty, which was a start. Yeah, that's a great start, frankly. Yeah, I really would love to just see them do again, do like fucking generations and unleashed Literally, again. Yeah. Give give me generations and unleashed again for thirty dollars. And also with people who know, who fully comprehend how to actually design levels for Sonic. That's the issue I have, and there's nobody understands how to how to do that. Yeah, I think I think honestly, unleashed really was the best uh, level design to me because. I think that there were so many paths and there were so many like very and the paths were easy to discover. I think I have this problem with with uh, with generations. Uh, generations. Yeah, where the paths are kind of hard to, to spot. I kind of like that, though, because there uh, there's an element of generations to where like I, that game came out in November of 2012. And I'll still play. I'll be like, what? Like there's a there's there's something here. There's something here. And I didn't know about it. I love I really love the density of generations. I think generations edges it out for me a bit than Unleashed, but Unleashed's levels, by the way, are still fucking immaculate. Yeah. Like fantastic. excellent levels. Excellent fucking levels. Fantastic. And and there's there's all these there's just great segments too, which which I like about that. Sometimes you go into 2D, and the thing about the 2D segments is they're not 2D platformers typically. They're like there, there's still a, a sense of speed, like you're stomping through things, like you're, you're, you're boosting to get to the next place that you stomp through, and then when you stomp, you're going down the hill, you're doing the wall jumps, like, it's like they're keeping it fast, as opposed to making it a, a straight up, like, jump or you die platformer. It's like, a, and this is kind of a, in, I might be, I might be off base here, but like, when I play through like a generations level, like, to me, it feels like, uh, it, it kind of feels like a quick time event. And I know it's kind of like a dirty word to a lot of people, where it really is like a, but to me, it's like a reaction challenge. Yeah, it's a reaction challenge. And it's great. It's not a platformer. Like, that's my, that's the big thing that I think people need to get over with Sonic, is like, Sonic the Hedgehog was not a platformer, was never a platformer, get over yourself. Well, except for in Sonic 1. Sonic 1 is definitely really a platformer. Sonic 1, yeah, Sonic 1 is definitely more, has more platforming elements. And then they, they got away from that in 2, and then they really got away from that in 3. And then Sonic CD is more of an, it's not, a, it's less of a platformer, more sort of like an explorative it's Sonic CD is interesting. I think the only other game I can think of that's similar to it is Dynamite Heady, which is a game that's fucking crazy. Oh, can fucking I talk about crazy. Dynamite Heady? Oh, dude, Dynamite I Hedy. love Treasure. I fucking love Treasure. I, I, I have a question for you. OK, yeah. name your five favorite like double A or like not like big name studio developers. Like, like we're talking treasure level. Can, can, okay, so treasure does count. So, also, first of all, I want to, I want to, I'm gonna make, I want to make a claim right now, and we, and I want, we can debate this if, if you disagree. I really do believe there is not. I, I really do believe Tre- Treasure Co. is the greatest game developer probably of all time. I really don't think there's been another studio that has made the, the has had the quality of their games. I think there's not been a single game they made that is like awful and the games they made that are good are anywhere between um like 9 out of 10 to like 10 out of 10 masterpieces uh what about wario world well it's like a seven yeah exactly like I, was, seven. I was about to say so I, I don't think that they're the greatest of all time i think i think they have had their stumbles but okay they've had their stumbles but so is every other company sin and in punishment like, i think the first sin and punishment really isn't that good either yeah but star success is sick and i, I actually haven't played the first first then six that's fair i i recommend it it's like fine the problem is you run forward with the l and r stick on the n64 rough, yeah rough rough rough, rough game. <laughs> but but star successor is great but but yeah i i think i don't know 
I, I like Treasure, but I, I wouldn't call them the greatest. I, I don't know who is the greatest, though, to be perfectly honest. I just, I, or maybe not even the greatest, but I really do think it's really hard to find another studio, another individual, another individual studio that has produced that many great games. Because again, this, this is the team that did Gunstar Heroes, which is the, pro no, that's the best Genesis game. I love Sonic the Hedgehog. I really do think there is no Genesis game better than Gunstar Heroes. Dynamite Heady, which is fucking crazy. Alien Soldier, which is the most actually batshit crazy fucking game I've ever Which played. Which I've never you played. I need Soldier? to play that. Yeah. Dude, it's one of Matthew Matosis' top four favorite games, if that means anything to you. It does, but uh, but it, I just generally always wanted to play it. I didn't realize that was them, though. It's Yeah, I, I didn't realize until after. Was, I it's never I come out in America. No, it was always in the UK. I think it's it's now on Steam. Uh, it's now on Steam. Because what happened was I, I bought all the 50 or so Genesis games they had on Steam because they went on sale for like 10, 13 bucks. This was years and years ago. And I finally went through the catalog. I was like, Alien Soldier? That sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> and I booted it up. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? You play as the fucking Epsilon Eagle who needs to be in fucking Smash Brothers immediately. But anyways, you have a... You have... Treasures Genesis Trilogy, the Treasure Trilogy, you have Gunster Heroes, Dynamite Heady, Alien Soldier, kind of all radically different games, but like very great. And they also made Guardian Heroes, and they also made Radiant Silver Gun, and they also made Ikaruga, which many claim is the greatest yeah. shmup ever fucking made. Ikaruga's nuts. They also made Sin and Punishment and Sin, Sin and Punishment Star Successor. They also made Warrior World, which is really fucking weird. They also made Mischief Makers. They made like a ton of like really great fucking games, and I love them, and they're awesome. So Treasure is probably in your, your five favorites. They're definitely in my fucking five. A hundred fucking percent. I really have to think about other double A studios that I really, really or, like. Or like non, like you can't say Konami, you can't say Capcom, you can't say like whatever, you know, but you could say Inti Creates, for example, like that okay. level. Okay. Inti Creates is, is great. Inti Creates, I, I, I always remember that they make Mighty Number no. Nine and get a, a little disappointed. Although none of but the that, major that was a, that was staff, a, I, I don't think that was their fault. To be perfectly honest with you, oh no, I, I think they were brought on halfway through fucking development or something. That, that whole I could do a whole fucking documentary on that fucking. Well, you know what's interesting too is is they were supposed to be on Bloodstain, the principal Bloodstain development team, and they split off, and so they actually made Curse of the Moon with no direction, which is crazy because there's a lot of stuff in. Ritual of the Night that also is in Curse of the Moon. They definitely like a had lot of bosses notes. and stuff. They had notes. Oh, for certainly. sure, yeah. But, like, for example, like, the fact that Zangetsu can kill his allies, like, Igarashi was like, why would you do that? Like, he's not an asshole like that. And they were like, we thought it would be cool. And it fucking is dumb Oh, and it's shit. fucking sick. But it does, it does color your, 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 if you are like me, it does color your impression of what kind of person Zangetsu is going to be like in Bloodstained incorrectly. Because you think he's going to be, like, a ruthless asshole. And it turns out he's just a really good guy. Yeah, he's just a cool dude. Yeah, he's just a cool dude. And and so, like, so so th there's a certain level of, or, like, Alfred seems like he's going to be, like, just a decent old man. Like, it, and he's kind of a dick in, in Ritual. There's a sort of, like, I don't know, I got the impression that Alfred spoke, like, I am an alchemist, sir. <laughs> like the, like the, uh, the boat guy, the fairy guy from Symphony of the Night. Like, yeah. I got the impression that Alfred was, like, a was like a you know like a mad scientist and instead he's like deathly serious and he's kind of a dick um or like jeeble i always picture jeeble as being really vain one thing i like is when he appears in the game he throws out his cape and like does a laugh like his animation so i figured jeeble was like very showy and flamboyant that's yeah. kind of not the case yeah he's kind of like a chai boy kind of energy i mean i didn't i never i only got a like five or six hours no that's about right that's about right um 
Yeah, and then Miriam. You kind of get the impression Miriam's like a little green, you know? Yeah, but but back to the original question, because this is a this is a fucking great, great fucking topic. I love fucking treasure. It's 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 really hard because we've been we've been without double A developers for so fucking. That's the long. problem is you have to you have to dig into games that don't really exist anymore. Like for like, example, I really like, respect. Like, do you THQ. like THQ? Yeah, it's like I like kind of do respect. I like respect a lot of the fucking games. Um, and I they like survived the fact for that, a billion years just making licensed games. Some were okay, you know. Some were good. Yeah, and, and like here's the deal: like Spider-Man Two is good. Like SpongeBob Alfred Kitty Bomb is good. I'm granted that's heavy iron. That's not you know the THQ's the publisher, but you know THQ is responsible for like a lot of I think a lot of Saints Row games that people from our age remember very fondly. Yeah. Um, like Tony Hawk, uh, which Tony is Hawk, back. Yeah. Saints Row. I'm very excited for that remake. Um, by the way, I want to play that. Oh, what else have they done? They've done some good stuff, certainly. Yeah, I'd have to put oh, Darksiders. Darksiders. Yeah, everyone likes Darksiders. Yeah. And, but, but I'm like, and then we get to like weird questions. I'm like, all right, is this, does From Software count? I would say so, yeah. I, I think From Software has publishers, but I think they kind of do count because you think about their early output, right? It's not AAA. Yeah. I kind of like, I, I want to go I back. Wanna and see, I wanna... you, know who I, you know who I would say is still AA, to be perfectly honest with you? And I don't know if you'll agree with this. Atlas. I'm I'm like you can hear the you can hear you can hear the 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 hesitation in my voice. I'm I'm not sure. I like see where you're coming from. It's not like a hard no. Yeah, it's not like a hard no for me. I think they have one triple A. The thing is, I think they have one triple A IP. And that's it. Yeah, it's just Persona. Yeah, even maybe even or just Shin Megami Tensei Mainline and Persona are kind of their only like. We need to put a lot of eggs into this basket. This is where all our money is going. Yeah, and to be honest, if you outside of like Catherine. If you ask me to name some like Atlas developed games that weren't that, I mean, they did a- Atrian Odyssey was them. I played the demo for four on 3DS and I really liked it actually. I kind of like that. It's like a dungeon crawler, but like it has traditional like turn based like monster uh, Dragon Quest style combat. And and you have to draw your own map, which is like sick on the 3DS. Yeah, it's, pretty cool. it's awesome. So so like um there there's a great oh my god I think Matthew Matosis pointed this out where he said. The great part about Etrian Odyssey is that it's 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 one of these games that organically creates a sense of can I trust my own memory or like like because you're, you're there's never in Etrian Odyssey you never have hard information you only have information that you yourself drew up yeah so sometimes you're going to you're going to look at your map and you're going to say oh my god should I trust my map or should I trust my memory because my memory tells me that this isn't right but my map says it is and I made both of those. So which one is right? And and it's a great it's a great little thing. But yeah, I would argue Atlas is kind of double A, to be perfectly honest with you. I looked up a list of game developers because I'm like, because a lot of names that come to my mind immediately are like, oh, like Deep Silver, but like Deep Silver is a publisher. They're not really uh, they're not a developer. Yeah. 505. Yeah. Same same thing. They're a publisher. I think, again, immediately I jumped to like a lot of like publishers and stuff. I know here's all you know, Bandai Namco doesn't really do like too too much like AAA stuff. No, I would say Bandai Namco is the ultimate AA game uh, developer. I mean, th- yeah, they're still around. I mean, the thing is too like the the problem with like AA and we're we're slowly starting to see it come back. Like again, we talked about it earlier like Sonic Forces when it launched launched it at forty. A couple of, like indie games like when The Witness launched that was at forty. I just bought this game Mortal Shell. I'll probably talk about that a bit later if we're if we if if we have some time. That came out at thirty. Uh, another Souls-like game, Hellpoint, came out at like 35. We're starting to get like 
middle tier like mi- these like double these actual double a games coming out at like double a prices which is about a third which is about the 30 to 40 dollar price range and you know what we're getting the opposite which is that nba 2k whatever is coming out at 70 dollars which is crazy i want to ask you something because i want to get one of my i want to get one of my buddies um jacob on the show one day because he's a big sports fan and i'd love to talk talk with him about his experience with 2k because i think i really do believe like I've I, I brought about I brought this up earlier on the like er, on an earlier episode, but I really have not seen a group of people go from loving a series to hating a series more than NBA 2K in like the last like 10 years. And I, I want to ask you something. I mean, normally we don't do a lot of like industry bullshit, but this is a fascinating question. Like, do, do you think $70 will become the standard for AAA games? I don't think it'll be the standard. But do you think it will be like a thing that we will start seeing? Games I think come there will be 70? certain games that are priced at $70 until there is a significant downturn in the amount of sales of a $70 game. Yeah, it, it's it's just so fucked up because I because there are a lot of there are a lot of like industry voices and stuff. that are like, well, inflation, we haven't had a you know, we haven't increased the prices since like 2007 or eight, I think is when we $60 became the norm. And it's like, I hear what you're saying, but also like they found ways to fucking mitigate that cost. Like, again, in that time, in the 13 year time period, we, you know, DLC became normalized. The season pass, microtransactions, loot boxes, all this shit's in like 90% of AAA video games. Yeah. And that, and it will never go away because they make way too much fucking money on microtransactions to to take them out of any game. They make way too much fucking money off of that stuff. It's it's like I, I don't have any sympathy for for you and your seventy dollar price tag. I'm sorry. Like I, I would have a bit more sympathy if everyone was like, if ev- if every game released like fucking Sekiro, where it came out at sixty bucks, that's the game. Fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. This is it. It's, it's there's funny no multiplayer. I... There's no DLC. No season pass. They just getting a free update like a year and a two and a year and a half after launch for some reason. But it, it's funny because because uh, I, I was I was uh, I was thinking about this recently. I, I had a friend. I guess I still do. I, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> Are you keyword being had? I, I have a friend. I, I don't know. We haven't. I don't know. I guess we're still friends. I don't know. Um, but but we were talking about DMC five and I've, I've never seen someone so angry at the mere concept of microtransactions being in a game without understanding their implementation in my life, because he was like mad that dmc5 had them at all and he's like i'm not even gonna buy the game because it has them at all and and the the microtransactions are you could spend real money to buy red orbs and i was like the reason i think which that they, is you don't need to yeah exactly that's the point i'm like the reason that they did that is probably because it would appease the developer who wanted it certainly capcom the certainly publisher. wanted it the, yeah, publisher. the publisher certainly wanted it so it would, appe- it would appease the publisher but they did it in such a way where no one is going to need it the feature exists, which means that the publisher is satisfied. But he literally said in an interview, he's like, yeah, we we did it this way so that we could mitigate the amount of people who would rely on microtransactions or who, who could benefit from them specifically. And and the thing about it is he's like, well, you need red orbs to buy moves. And so a player is going to be at a disadvantage unless and I'm like, no, here's the thing. When you buy something with red orbs, you're buying a more advanced move that is more difficult to use and more difficult to learn and is meant to make the game harder. And expand the skill level of it. You're essentially paying to make the game harder for yourself because now you have another move to learn. Yeah, so I actually, it was funny bringing this up. I literally, boot uh, before I started MGS5, I booted up DMC5 because I'm like, fuck, I I can kind of fucking vibe with this shit right now. And I'm like, I better go into training. I better go into the the training room because I don't remember how places like, oh, fuck, can I just not do a new file? 
Because I, I I need to I need to start with the base move set. I don't remember any of this shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's one of these things where it's like that's the big thing about these friggin' games is is like a lot of these games genuinely are just like bruh. When you buy these additional moves, you are making the game harder for yourself. There's more to learn. There's more that you can execute. There's more that we are going to ask you to be able to do to get a good score. Like, all these things. Like, if if I, I'm going to be dead serious with you guys. If you actually want to have an easier time with Bayonetta than you think, you will. Just don't get the other LPs. Just learn the fucking kick punches and the sword. You get the sword for free. Like, basically. It's like, yeah. don't, like, just use only those two weapons. Because everything else is going to make the game harder for you to learn. And that's the appeal. That's the fun of it is getting good. But like if if your job is just to say, I beat Bayonetta because Bayonetta is hard and I beat it, then just use your fists the entire game. That's going to be the easiest way for you to get through it. Yeah. Punch, kick, punch. And anyone can beat that fucking game. Punch, kick, punch with Shiraba. Um, And and it's one of these things where it's like no one is going to need to pay for microtransactions because if you're going to be able to afford other moves, it's probably because you're already getting bored with the moveset you've already got and you mastered it. They, they're not they, there's not air hike in these games anymore. Yeah, like that was my but the, like I, and but I, I do empathize with where your friend's coming from because the microtransactions don't need to be there. And there are people who just refuse to buy the shit, like just refuse to support any game with, you know, fucking microtransactions, which, again, is something I respect. Yeah, I, I, I don't respect it because I, I think that if anything, it, it, it DMC five needed to be bought. Because that, that franchise was dormant was. for 10 years. But that, that's the point. That franchise was dormant for 10 years. If you protest it on, this, on the grounds of microtransactions, guess who's not going to know why you didn't buy the game? Exactly. I mean, I, I hear where you're coming from. I, I just, I try, to res- I try to have a little empathy for, for everyone and respect, you know, and respect people's, you know, I, re- I respect people who, 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 you know, stand by a moral code and they're like, all right, I'm not going to, you know, I mean, I, I mentioned to you the other day, I want you to get a fucking remnant for free on the Epic Game Store. And you're like, nope, not downloading the Epic Game Store, not fucking doing it. Yeah. Not, not I, I buying anything. Yeah, I refuse. And you know what? And you sent, you sent me remnant for $24 and I was like, I'll wait for it to be cheaper because I can't play it right now. First of all, first of all, f- fuck you. You said literally to send you the fucking game when it went on sale. And I fucking there's going to be a better sale. sale. There always is. And I'll know I'll know the price. I'll know what's the right price. It, dude, the right price is 40. I bought the game for 40 bucks. and It was the best purchase I made fucking last year. But you have to understand is that I cannot play it right now. By the way, I, I, OK, th- we, we need to sell this beef on the fucking show right now. What the fuck's the deal with the computer? Did I not tell you about the, the computer, um, the delay that happened? The two-month-long delay. All I know is that you bought the parts, they were purchased, half of them shipped to you, the other half got, got shipped to the mail, to the post office, which you didn't go to. I was not able to get there because I, I didn't have a car for three weeks, basically. And, and they shipped them back. The day, yeah, the day I got there, they were like, yeah, we don't have it. And it turns out that earlier that week, they sent them back to the warehouse, and then the warehouse sent it back to them. So they were like, it'll be here tomorrow. And I was like, fine, I'll come back tomorrow. So we came back tomorrow and they said, oh, wait, it didn't arrive. And then I looked and then they said, yeah, we decided to just send it back to the warehouse. A month later, I literally got this email. I'm going to tell you the exact date of this email because this is like the most ridiculous saga. And, and I ordered these on the 25th. Uh, it should have been delivered 625. Um, and so I got I this. God, it's been yeah. two months. Yeah, two months. And then a bunch of Duolingo shit, a bunch of whatever, blah, 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 I don't give a shit. Yeah, so then I got an email on the 21st saying, hey, it finally arrived back at the warehouse. And then on the 22nd, it said, hey, we're just going to cancel your reorder and you're just going to have to order it again and it'll just ship back to your house. 
fucking god seriously yeah so they're gonna make you reorder fuck they but they are the thing is they're gonna refund me so i'm gonna wait until the refund comes in gotcha gotcha what a fucking nightmare what a yeah. fucking and I'll, and I'll tell you More, something this wouldn't happen in quarantine or this wouldn't happen out of quarantine i'll tell i'm telling you something oh i agree oh i agree dude i'm a I, so i bought a gaming chair I, and that's something fun i did this week i bought a fucking secret lab gaming chair because it, it was time it was fucking time yeah to get to to get to, to fucking pop my my to gamer, chase the clout my gamer chair cherry and in, in clout chasing my fucking secret lab uh, uh fucking four hundred dollar gaming chair and it's gonna and it's not gonna arrive until fucking september 25th it's not gonna arrive for I another shipping, like four dude. weeks dude it's fucking it's, sucks fuck shit oh my god and here's the deal i love i love people like this is something i always get on with, with people with like youtube when they're like oh yeah youtube sucks it needs you know it's 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 got a monopoly on video it needs competitors it's like here's the fucking deal say what you will about youtube and i've said a lot about it and youtube has a lot of problems but youtube is also objectively the best video watching platform period there there is no better website that gives you a better video viewing experience than fucking youtube have you ever tried to search on vimeo for something oh it's oh it's oh, oh i had to upload uh one of my videos got banned one of my uh projects got banned from youtube so i re-uploaded it to vimeo and uh it sucks vimeo yeah, vimeo's garbage sucks. Daily Motion, fucking garbage. Daily Motion is great because it's where you can upload entire episodes of anime or cartoons. Of Arthur. Yeah, of Arthur, yeah. <laughs> That's all I use it for, is to watch the fucking Arthur Christmas special. Every, every day Friday. when you're walking down the street. Down the street. Somebody that you meet. What, what Arthur character are you, Miles? I'm Buster. You, you're, you're Buster? Think about it, alright? I was immature. I was young and dumb, right? Yeah. Then one day, something happened. And I just got very wise and very smart and very well worldly. for him. Well, for well for B Buster, he literally traveled around the fucking world. But but he still grew. That was the change, right? Yeah, but you you sat in your fat ass. <laughs> I I, but I did I did sit on my sit on my fat ass. But I thought I did use that time to think. And also, look who the fuck is calling who fat? You fucker. We're both wearing yeah, the same. I, we're both wearing a gray shirt, and like I'm here, like svelte right now. Like we're wearing exactly the same fucking shirt, more or it, less. It was a huge dude. It, oh, dude. Oh, for sure. Sonoma. Actually, no. This is a St. John's Bay. St. John's Bay for me. There is no label on this. There is no label. <laughs> fucking some bargain bin ass. <laughs> fucking gray shirt. That's supreme. That supreme thing is to, a joke, by the way. <laughs> I used to joke um, in in uh, high school and like college, especially that he dressed like a cartoon character because I would just wear like shirts like this that are just gray or red and it's a single color yeah. in like black shorts <laughs> anyway so so you're buster i'm buster because i i'm just like buster i was an immature and i didn't shower and i was an asshole uh do you remember the episode of buster got lice because he was filthy or no he wouldn't get lice lice would not be near him because he was disgusting I think that's I think that's what happened. I think the Yeah, the no, lice... Muffy got lice and Muffy's like, I yes. can't have lice because it's only for dirty people. And Francine goes, Look at Buster. He 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 rolls in his own shit. He eats his own shit. He literally keeps a cabinet full of moldy old food in his fucking room. Yeah, and, and she's like, he doesn't have lice. And at the end of the episode, the lice dies because it can't repopulate because everyone gets over their pride and all his lice friends get head lice fucking dies every yeah. all the lice fucking die except for the one and then he tries, tries to, to make it on to George, George, but he misses the no shot. he tries to no he he he's uh jumping he's from on Mr. George's to George yeah he tries to get yeah and he fucking <laughs> Arthur's the best Arthur's the fucking best but but yeah I'm I'm definitely Buster because I was I was a trash baby human and I sucked 
and, and then suddenly I sucked less, and now everyone comes to me for advice, and everyone thinks I'm really wise, and it's obnoxious, and I'm still Buster on the inside. Who, who, who do you think I, who do you think I am in the, in the Arthur cast? It's like a tough oh, question. I really don't yeah. feel like I, I totally oh. fit the mold of anyone particularly. I actually think you, ooh, ooh, I was gonna say Binky, but no, Binky's too soft. What are you talking about? <laughs> I thought, you... I thought the fact that, like, that, like, you're, you're fucking beefcake of a man. And you're pretty aggressive, but you've also got a soft side. And I was like, but I'm like, no, but I'm, but I'm not, but I'm not like, I'm not aggressive to any, I'm, I have aggressive conversations, but I am not a, like, but neither is Binky. He's just intense. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, well, he just hangs out with, with, with bullies. And by bullies, he hangs out with Molly. The other people are just like kind of chill. Yeah. Like, like Rattles is like kind of smart. Like he's like an intelligent, like auteur kind of guy. I, that's the problem. I don't know who you would fit, honestly. (laughs) I don't think you're any. I don't. I mean, I don't. growing growing up, I did connect a lot with Arthur specifically because his relationship with DW very similar to the relationship I had with my brother growing up. I I will admit I have a I have a I have a relationship with my with my sister that's not quite like DW though, but 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 uh, but a sort of like tedious relationship where it's sort of like like yeah we riff but you know we're family that that kind of thing like uh, like Francine and Catherine maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a more accurate. Francine and Catherine. Because, like, Arthur and DW, like, they hate each other, basically. Oh, they don't hate each other. They don't hate each other. They just bicker a lot. I, I don't think anyone has any hatred for anyone on fucking Arthur. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, Mr. Ratburn, <laughs> he's hated by the Western Baptist, Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> Dude, that was so funny when that when that episode came out and everyone's like, oh, man. Everyone was like, hey, Arthur's still on TV. What? And then people was like, gay rat wedding, gay rat wedding. Yeah. Um, I, I like sat on it for a second because, again, true true Arthur. I'm an Arthur scholar here, dude. You're, <laughs> you're talking to a fucking scholar uh, of the Arthur lore. I'm fucking, I'm fucking elbows deep in Arthur lore um, 24-7. And I sat on that when it was revealed that, that Mr. Rappern was gay the whole time. And I sat and I was like, actually, shit checks out. Wait a minute. I was like, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Shit checks out, actually. You know, I uh, someone I forget who 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 said this, but there there's some. I think it was called like woke profiteering or some shit like that. I think it's a great term where they're mm. like like every Pride Month, like they're they're like, yeah, our character's gay. Give us money. Make sure to watch. Like you know that that sort of thing where it's like clearly you're only doing this in the month of June. We've made my my joke is is like for the month of June we're making SpongeBob gay. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, the, first of all, I I don't think the episode. I think the episode came out in October. I don't no, think the exactly episode came because out in because Mister Rapper and is gay. Z, and, and also out. and also too and also like let's be let's be clear here like. Everyone, like, are, are, can, can you actually, Miles, name a more diverse cast of characters than the Arthur cast? No, not at all. Arthur's cast is insanely diverse. Because let, let's, let, that's fucking, that's fucking run through it. Arthur, nuclear family, I, t- t- I mean, technically he's got a baby sister too, so technically not quite nuclear family, but general nuclear family structure, middle class household, all that good shit. His restaurant, Buster, has asthma, like, you, you, you know, kind of a, kind of a slacker, kind of a gamer, like, comedian, but also, like, his parents are fucking divorced. And he's and it's something that he's had to fucking deal with and make choices on, you know, which parent and stuff he's going to live with and what times. Uh, then you have the brain, which is, you know, highly, you know, highly intellectual. Then you have, you know, George, who's, a, you know, a little bit probably a little bit on the autism spectrum and also like a little shy in his dyslexia. And then you have his, his friend Carl, who's actually autistic. And they say that he's autistic in the show confirmed. Uh, but he's also really fascinated with trains and, and sort of locomotion and shit like that. Then you have Francine, who's a poor who's, a, you know, from, comes from a poor Jewish household. They live in an apartment complex. Muffy's super rich from her from her family's business. 
um, which is fucking a, a car rental store, which is like fucking hysterical. Yeah, uh, that's, not that to, that works. <laughs> that's not how that fucking works. That's not how that works. Um, <laughs> there, I'm sure there's there were investments made elsewhere outside of the actual the rental store. And like you have Binky, whose uh, whose baby sister is adopted from China, um, and also Binky's, um, you know, also like shy, but he's also very artistic and really cares about classical music. You know what's great about Binky too? You know what episode I fucking love when he finds out he's allergic to eggs. Oh, uh, pe- peanuts. Peanuts. He yeah. has a peanut That's allergy. a great fucking episode because it, like he he's like his life is like turned upside down for a little bit, and it's like really yeah. sad because he loves egg rolls. That's the reason I got I got confused because he loves egg rolls, but he can't have them because yeah. the Chinese place that that it makes him in peanut oil, and like and I was like so sad for him. I was like, man, that sucks. And then and then they find a good w- restaurant that serves egg yeah, rolls. They find a, and, a yeah. peanut peanut free uh, Chinese restaurant, and, and, and it's, it's, it's like just good. about him learning how to how to live his new life. It's not a major change, but it's something that that takes some time for him. And I'm like. This is the kind of shit I want to see. Yeah, it affects and him. And it does same thing with it when he gets his sister. That's a whole fucking two-parter is about him having to deal with a, having a new sibling in the household. Yeah, uh, uh, and the adoption like, uh, process and how lengthy that is. It's like really smart. Like uh, uh, another episode I really like is when Arthur accidentally gets his dog sick cuz he feeds him garbage. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great it's, fucking episode. Yeah, and 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 it's like it's one of these episodes where it's like, yeah, pets are fun. They're your friends, but you also have to be good to them. Take care of them. Yeah. And like the and also too like the the absolute truly like no joke. I, I truly believe like the the Arthur, the magnum opus Arthur episode and like like all memes and jokes aside, because I am my personal favorite. The contest contest slash prove it is probably the best A.B. set of episodes. The contest is incredible. Uh, and everyone knows that because it's the South Park episode, it's the Dr. Katz episode, it's the Beavis and Butthead episode. And then Prove It is awesome because our, there's a line where there's a basically, I, I need to explain this scene. That's one of my favorite so, episodes. So basically, in the, the whole plot of Prove It is that Arthur and Brain are going to the Exploratorium, which is just a planetarium, but with more science shit. And DW really wants to go because... DW, there's a uh, shenanigans happen. DW ends up hanging out with uh, the brain and they watch Nova on PBS. Like they dead ass watch Nova uh, and she gets really into science and she wants to go to the Exploratorium and Arthur's like, no, you'll find it boring. You're not going. And she's like, I will make you take me to the fucking Exploratorium. And he's like, fucking whatever. So she opens up her own Explorerium in the backyard and invites a bunch of her dumbass preschool friends. Uh, there and Arthur gets in and she teaches them all about fucking science except all the science is comedically fucking wrong and it's like and she explains that so like water is H2O and the H stands for hose and yeah. then Arthur burts out the best line in the entire <laughs> series DW there's water in the hose that's it and then Tommy and uh, Timmy and Tommy uh, Tibble fucking are snickering in the back. <laughs> Water in the hose. Like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you dumb fuck. Everybody knows the H stands for hose, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> oh, that was so good. My, my other favorite is she's like, snakes had feet, but they had to run so so much <laughs> that they lost them. She's got a snake. On, on, two, on a pair of boots, and she smacks the boots out from under the snake. That's just how evolution worked. And that's, and that's a great episode. And it gets to the point where the Explorerian becomes super popular, and Brain is trying to explain to her that this doesn't work, because she just kept seeing Prove It. She just kept saying, like, show me your examples, show me your proof. And he's like, well, I can't prove it, but other scientists have. 
And then Arthur, you know, caves in and takes her to the Exploratorium, and she realizes she knew what she was doing the whole time. It was just a gimmick to get her to go, because yeah. DW is actually that intelligent. But no, the best episode of Arthur, like truly the fucking magnum opus episode of Arthur, uh, is, is the episode about their Grandpa Dave getting fucking Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. It's one of the, it's like a new it's like one of the newer newer episodes from like a few years ago, but yeah they don't mention they don't mention it by name but it's it's all it's all, all Alzheimer's right that's how pronounce that right yeah Alzheimer's it, like he gets it and it, and they go through the fucking whole process of like he you know parents constantly taking him to the fucking doctor to get him checked out he's constantly moving losing his fucking memory and let me tell you this shit is fucking hard to watch like this shit's really really hard to watch especially if you have a family member or or, or a close friend. That had to go through something similar or did like lose the memory. Really fucking tough watch. But it's a great episode. Because it just is about the fucking reality. This is something that's really fucked up. And it's fucked up. <laughs> it's Arthur that's doing it. And then also you gotta give a huge shout out to the, the two-part award fucking uh, Mrs. McGrady, the lunch lady. She gets fucking cancer straight up. And it's all the fucking students fucking dealing, dealing with that shit. And that that's also pretty. That's a that's like a, a, a like a good episode though. That's not like a fucked up as in like it's horribly heartbreaking because she does beat it at the end or she she I believe she she finishes treatment and she's like getting better and she comes back to work at the end of the two parter. But it's still like I'm like damn they really went and did it huh? They really went and gave this character that everybody knows that is a that is a, a an established character on the show. They gave her fucking cancer and you have to have all these fucking eight year old third graders fucking deal with this. And they all deal with it differently. They all deal with it radically differently. And it's great. It's fucking great. Arthur's fucking fantastic. It's ironic because we, we, we people talk about like, and this is my issue with children's shows number 162. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but people always talk about like all these great storytelling things uh, from all these great shows. And like, that's definitely true. But like, like I, I think what people really like about Steven Universe, for example, is not just like, Oh, Steven Universe, like, it's like an anime. It's just like an anime. They like that. But I, th I think they like the variety. I think they like the variety of lessons that it happens to tackle. And some of them are, some of them are like, yeah, the LGBT stuff, like, whatever. That, that's all memed on. But, like, one of my favorite episodes is, is season one, Cheeseburger Backpack, baby. Hell yeah, it's a great episode. That's a great episode. And and uh, I'm not a big Steven Universe guy. I've only seen season one. But I love that episode because it's like, you know what? You don't have to be right all the time two out of three ain't bad yeah two out of two out of four i think two out, two no because at the end um oh yeah you're right two out of four yeah but but I, I, I like it's like one of these little things where it's like that's a nice little cute tiny lesson you know what i mean the, the whole i mean the whole show has the most bizarre like framing device lesson which is if every pork was perfect we wouldn't have hot dogs if every pork chop were perfect we would not have hot dogs yeah that is the theme of that is the, sort of the 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 thesis of the whole show but yeah. is, that is a theme consistently brought up throughout the first season specifically. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's one of these things where it's like, what's great about certain kids shows is, is the variety of lessons that they, they have for you. That's like yeah. you want you want a different amount. It's it's the same reason that like Star Trek: The Next Generation is so beloved because it's not one thing. You have these episodes that are really serious and these really comedic B stories. You know what I mean? Or like one week you'll have this really big ethical debate, and then the next week it'll be like, we're in the Middle Ages today. Yeah, and like that shit's fun. Like that's just yeah. Like, really people fun. people want and some also, variety. Yeah, and honestly, like that that to me is like the appeal of like the first two seasons, like Rick and Morty. I mean, I haven't seen season three or season four, and I season don't really is, care. Is, they're all they all have variety that's the thing every every season of rick and morty has variety the question is the variety of humor and the variety of how seriously they're going to be taking the episode is very different yeah. 
I mean, my 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 sort of stance on like Rick and Morty is like this: is like I, I really do genuinely like love those first two seasons of television. Like I, re- I, like I really do think they're lot. that good. I like the first season a lot. I think the second season is like whatever. I can't remember almost any episode from the second season unless you like told me i could name every episode from season one i could not tell you half the episodes in season two i know that there's the big floating head episode get swifty i know that yeah there's oh, the wedding God. there's the final the purge, episodes of the wedding the purge no, is the, the purge which is, the i wedding? think it's season one uh the oh the, the wedding's the, the last episode of the season season finale where you go to Birdman's wedding oh yeah tammy's evil right that's the yeah that's yeah, the yeah. Twist. yeah okay i can name you every episode of season one just fine I don't think I could do it in order. It's it's I haven't watched them since college, episode one so. is the pilot. Of course, the mega seeds episode two is um, the going into the dream. Mr. What's his face is dream. Oh, yeah. The teacher's dream. Yeah. yeah, it's the inception episode. Episode three is inside your body world. Uh, that's that's right. Osmosis <laughs> Park. Osmosis Park, I think. Yeah, the Jurassic Park parody. Yeah, the Jurassic Park parody. Episode four. Oh, God. What is episode? One? I'm trying to remember. Episode five's the 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 love potion bug apocalypse episode. That's episode six. I thought episode I thought episode six was the TV episode. No, episode ten is the TV episode. No, episode ten. No, episode episode ten's the season finale. No, there's thirteen episodes in in season one. I think. No way. No way. There's only ten. There's only. Let me take. Let me take. Let. I'm pulling it up right now. I am pulling this up right fucking now. I will not be wrong about this. No, there's fourteen episodes in in the original season. I remember this because there being 10 episodes in season two was a big or season three was a big deal because they had 14 episodes and did not deliver them. Okay, so there are 11 episodes Ah, in season one, 10 episodes in season two. So it's so and it looks like season one's that might be like a pre pilot. That first one, I only remember it being I only remember watching 10. Uh, That might have been like a like a pre that might have been literally named pilot. Yeah. Um, um, before and then the 10 episodes like one through 10 i'm but. trying to remember what episode four is because i think episode four was like a summer episode or something like that like yeah maybe episode five i i believe episode six is the love potion though and then episode eight would have been intergalactic television episode eight or nine um episode 11 is the house party uh and episode yeah. 10 one of the i think episode 10 is is the one with the clones the council of ricks uh that's a season two thing right no oh. there's yeah there's there's one in season one Hold on, hold on. So it's so an okay. So we have the so episode one. So we have pilot, lawnmower dog, Anatomy yes. Park, M Night Shyamalanians. Oh, oh, that's episode the one. Yeah, they're, they're trapped on the yeah. They're trapped on the ship uh, with all the twisty aliens, voiced by David Cross. Yes, and then episode five is the the Mr. Meeseeks episode. Right, right. And then okay, then episode six. Six is you're the right. Love six is love potion. I remember that. Seven is Gazorpazorp. Oh, I remember that. That's the worst episode ever. That was just fucking garbage. But then episode eight, Rixty Minutes, which is a great fucking episode. Yeah, that's my favorite episode. Uh, and then number nine, something Ricked uh, This Way Comes. I do not fucking remember. Something Ricked, I think, This Way Comes. I think I think yeah. something Ricked This Way Comes is the Council of Ricks episode. Uh, well, the next one is Close Rick Encounters of the Rick Kind, uh, which may or may not be the... Uh, I, think that is, I think that one is the episode that we're maybe. referring and to. Maybe. Then, and then it's the, the party. Um, yeah. Which is Rick, Rixie business, yeah. Yeah, Rixie business, yeah. Yeah, so I remember season one very well, the, except for some episodes which were garbage. I forgot the Meeseeks episode, but that's not that's that is a good episode. I just forgot it. Um, the problem is that I forgot what happens in the A plot of that episode. I don't remember. I just remember liking it. <laughs> I don't care. The, the point. The point though is I can't remember anything that happened in season two. I can't. 
The Purge, I think, is season two, though. So I'm right about yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's season two. The one where, where fucking Morty saves a, a fucking world-ending fucking fart cloud. Right, that two. one, yeah. And there, there's Get a, Swifty. They, they do the they David do, Bowie do the, parody in they that do one. The, they do the TV thing again. That that episode's garbage. The, the season two one is fucking oh, shit. Oh, it's terrible. That's a terrible fucking episode. That one's fucking garbage. I still like the seasons, though. I still I like, like season the one. I don't like season two. I think season two kind of sucks. I, I liked it quite a bit. I don't think it's as good as season one. I don't think there's going to be a lot of shit <laughs> that, that I see, or at least that comes out recently. It's probably going to be anywhere as good as season one. Because what happened was, what happened was this, is like, Rick and Morty comes, a great video by Ample Lemon on this, by the way. Rick and Morty comes out on fucking Adult Swim, which is a ch fucking channel for fucking stoners and weirdos like me. Like, has shit like fucking Space Ghost Coast to Coast, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Home Movies, just weird shit. Yeah. Seven Ounce Mounts, a Seven Ounce, seven ounce Mouse. Dude, we're just weird shit. Weird seven Ounce Mounts shit. is bizarre. That is fucking wild. Like, Squidbillies. Yeah, Squidbillies, um, uh, um, Har Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. They also did, um, they also did, uh, uh, infomercials, which are some of my favorite things ever made, basically. I think I've seen a couple of those. Was it, infomercials This House Has People In It? Yes, that is, no, the, This House Has People In It was by the guy who made one infomercial called Video of a Bear. Yes, yes, which is about- This House Has People In It, by the way, one of the greatest series of all time. Like, uh, like, non-linear horror storytelling series of all time. Because it's literally about paranoia and, and, uh, and, um, Munchausen's, basically. And it's great, and it's got a spooky monster that that freaks me out. And thinking about it, it's gonna appear behind me, and it's gonna go Wah! like that, you know? Uh, yeah, if, it, yeah, definitely. If 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 you want to watch something strange, watch this house has people in it. On, watch on all YouTube. four hours of this house has people in it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because there's like way more footage than just that. It's just a huge rabbit hole of shit. Oh no, it's great. That uh, hold on, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> this house has people in it. Is has oh, more stop, than the fucking eye. stop! Don't make fun of Nightmind. I want to get like more these people. The these people could be guests on the show. It. Why do you? Why do you have to fucking make fun of? Everyone? I'm gonna make fun of. I'm gonna make fun of Nightmind to his face, and I'm gonna make fun of how he reads. No, you're so mean. You're so mean. Here's the thing: if I actually met Night, I don't. I don't have a problem with Nightmind. I just I, he's fun to impersonate. Yeah, I mean, true. I mean, true. It makes it hard for me to watch his videos, too, because once I noticed that, I was like, it, it was annoying me. But I, I feel in the same way about Nero. But, like, there's nothing wrong with what they do. God, do not. Please do not bully Nero. I want to get Nero on this fucking show. Nero's I want to get never so many on people on this show. You're such a fucking simp for these, like, e-celebrities that were never going to fucking notice you. I never, I never, I'm not, I'm not simp for anyone. I've not paid anyone anything. You're like, I want to fucking, any, anyone who's ever been fucking born, you want to get them on this fucking podcast. Well, I mean, tr I mean, like, that's not false. Like, not That's the lie. problem. It's it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't even have to like the person to get them on the fucking podcast. I don't want to fucking speak to Nero. Actually, I might. Nero would be interesting to talk to. Um, but you know what I mean. There are many I, people I'd like to be. I'm, I'm very interested in, in seeing what they have to say in their fucking insight. And here you are making fun of everybody. <laughs> Why would I want to fucking speak to any of these people? It's because like, I, if, I, if I met, here's the thing. If I met Nick Nocturne, right? If I met Nightmind, yeah. I would be so polite. And I would be kind. <laughs> and I would be a decent human being to him. But at the end of the day. Yeah, but it'll never come on now that, you've, now that you've made fun of him on this fucking show. Maybe he's fine with it. You never know. That's the litmus test. Here's the thing, if someone was dunking on me on a podcast, right, depending on would how- Would you come were, on the show if they invited you? Depending on how they were dunking on me, I would. It depends, right? Because if someone, if someone's, if someone's like, that guy's a fucking piece of shit, and he, like, he, all he does is complain, like, I hate that guy, of course I wouldn't come on. But if they, if they were like, yeah, Miles sounds like a 15-year-old boy 
who who who's who got really fucking angry at a skateboard video. You know, like yeah. like if it was funny, I would be like, sure, I'll come the fuck on. You know, because you can kind of tell when someone likes your content, even if they're macking on you, like like or uh, not macking on you, but um, railing on you. Like I like I um oh, can I talk about Code Lyoko season three and how it's oh, the most boy. disappointing thing ever because Jeremy's voice actor. Changes. Just starts doing a different voice. It's the same voice. She just decided to do a different voice now. Oh. So she's speaking with a more neutral voice. Fun fact, voice of Aelita. I learned this. There are only seven voice actors in Code Lyoko. Oh my god. Really? Because the show was dubbed in France. In-house in France. So they needed English voice actors living in France. So, so now Jeremy sounds normal and I can't make fun of him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do it? I'll do it. All right. Yeah, why'd you do it? Yeah. This one says people in it is one of my favorite videos of all time. It's it's actually a really enlightening series if you uh, if you actually uh, go into it. But um, unfortunately, it's what I uh, have to often watch while I'm working on my uh, my latest materialization. <laughs> I really don't have time for a lot of movies these days because I'm too busy simping for my e-girl. Funk. Fuck me, dude. But now he speaks normal and I can't do an impression and it's like my Ulrich impression. <laughs> dude, dude, can I just come on? Can, 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 we, we gotta get called out. I'm gonna call ourselves out before, before our fucking fans do it. Okay. We've been recycling the same content for the last, like, five weeks. The problem is we haven't done anything. Quarantine's finally caught up to the Quarantine is actually fucking caught up to us. Next week, we gotta have a gimmick. Next week is what we gotta do. We gotta have a gimmick episode. Dude, because because the last time we because the last time we get we did gimmicks it wasn't enough. The two yeah. weeks we did a seven hour fucking Nintendo bracket podcast. Great episode too, I think. I mean a great I mean great episodes not for me to edit, but great episode. <laughs> yeah, well I was great it was great because I recorded it and then I never thought about it again. I did get some heat for picking a game from the 90s for someone recently. They were like, shouldn't it have been a modern pick? I was like, no. What? 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 what wait, what was this? What was the, the situation? They, they were like, it's just because it's older is not it's not inherently better than like Mario Odyssey or something, which just came out. And I was like, here's the thing. We thought it was gonna be Breath of the Wild. We expected it to be Breath of the Wild. As we discussed Mario 64, we recognized its importance, its relevance, and the fact that this is not just about the game that Nintendo made. It's also about what it stood for within Nintendo, it, how how impressive it was as a product of Nintendo's, right? So you can have a great game. Breath of the Wild is not just impressive because it's Breath of the Wild. It's, it's because it's impressive because it represented their ability to rethink everything. It's not just a fantastic game. It is proof of why Nintendo is legendary. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's going to always stand out among open world games from this era. It's going to always stand out among Zelda games as a huge turning point, you know? It's going to always mm-hmm. stand. It's it's one of these things where it's like Ocarina of Time still good today, even though it's been copied a million billion fucking times. Because at the end of the day, what it was was still clean, still immaculate. Blah 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 blah. So I had to explain to him like it's not just about the quality of the game; it's also about you know how well it represents Nintendo, how well it it represents their greatness, you know, um, like all these kinds of things. Like and and he was like, but but if so, if someone was in a room now. And you sat them down and asked them to play Mario 64 or play Odyssey, and they were a 10-year-old. And I was like, I, I would hope a 10-year-old realizes the game's boring after a while. If you ask me, here's my deal. Because this is, this is always a fun, uh, a fun gamer question. We'll fucking end the, end the show on this. I, I don't... I, I, I always find it funny when people speak so confidently about that, that they're going to have children one day. It's like, that's... You need another person to do that, you know? Like, you, you need another person to help make that decision. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna make my kid play Resident Evil when they're a kid. And it's like the moment you have a kid, you want to protect them from everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I maybe the worst tweet I think I've ever seen in my life. Ready for this? This was like a oh. year and a half. But this was like two years ago now. When did Wolfenstein: The New Order came come out? The new oh the new order new Colossus new Colossus oh that was 2017 same day as Mario Odyssey <laughs> anyways um so I saw this fucking garbage tweet right because people yeah. were offended that you kill Nazis in New Colossus because they were offended you kill Nazis in New Colossus people, Nazis were offended that you kill Nazis let me let me oh okay yeah you know because of course there's a Nazi populace in America everyone knows this blah blah blah. And they're like, it sucks that you're killing the Aryan race. It, like, you, we, we couldn't do this with a black person. You know, you know, you can hear the argument in your head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a non-argument. No one, no one cares. No one believes it. But people on Twitter get angry that these people who are butt mad are getting butt mad. And so yeah. they think, oh, not only if I egg this on, it will be a form of justice. It'll be a perform. Oh, and, and the worst tweet I ever saw was someone took an eight, a picture of their eight-month-old baby smiling. Probably a picture because the kid, you know, they probably just played fucking peekaboo with the kid. You know what I mean? And they said, this is his face when I told him you could kill Nazis in New Colossus. I'm like, you're insane. You're a fucking crack addict. You're fucking <laughs> eight month old baby. You just fucking. I, I think about this a lot because I also saw someone else post a, a, a thing. Someone was arguing with a pedophile. Sorry, not a pedophile, a lollicon. They were arguing with a lollicon. Not the same thing. And they post, you know, they were talking about, uh, here's, uh, they made all the lollycon points. Here's what lollycon, blah, blah, blah. Here's the appeal lollycon, lollycon, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't want to get into it. We're, I don't care. Um, and, and, but, but you know all the arguments that lollycons make. And you know all the arguments that people who don't like lolly make. Um, yeah. And so, so he posted a picture of his daughter and he's like, this is my daughter. You find her attractive, don't you, you sick fuck? I'm like, try telling your fucking daughter in years now <laughs> that you used her in an online argument against a man who really wanted to put it in Kana from fucking Dragon Maid. <laughs> and, and see if she ever respects you ever again, you fucking psycho. Like, Dude, some people are so... are Some people will do fucking anything to win a fucking online argument. Like, some people will do fucking anything. He's like, he's like, this is... Like, he literally posted a picture of his daughter. And he's like, this is my fucking daughter. I bet you'd find her hot, you sick fuck. It's like, you're six... This is, she's like six! Okay, cool. It, my, you, know what the be- you know what the beautiful... You know what the best part about this is? The guy who the guy who posted the guy who fucking posted this photo of his daughter was posting it to someone who's claiming that is a pedophile. And yeah. he actively sent a photo of his daughter to someone who he believes is a pedophile. That is fucking crazy. Those people are fucking wild. It's the fact that he's probably raping his daughter. That's the real <laughs> fun fact. Like I'm sorry. Like I'm I'm no offense, but th- that that a man fighting that hard, that man is fucking his own kid. Well, Miles, that's about all we got for this week of Hatsune Miku's crack house. This was a fun one. This was a fun. Yeah. This was a fun. This was a really fucking fun one. If you want anyone for me to simp for to get them on the fucking show, hit us up at Mika's Crack House, and I will definitely DM them to get them on the fucking show. And then they won't respond. Maybe not definitely. They will not respond. I have DM'd two people. We have DM'd two people with the neither Crack House Twitter. Responded, yeah. Neither, neither of them have responded. Uh, <laughs> we never get. We're, we're two for four for guest asked on the show. Because Joe and Tom came on, and then these other two people, they did not come on the show. Or yes. they did not respond. They didn't even respond. So we're two for four. If you guys, any, if you guys want, if you have any recommendations for people who should get on the show, hit us up. I'm Meeks Crackhouse on Twitter. Miles, do you, wanna, you, you want anything to shout out? You want anything to, you want to give some props to anything? Lead people to go, you know, go do something, watch something, play something when, once they finish the show? Uh, No. 
Uh, new episode of the Coffee Breath Show is up. Uh, check that out, I guess. Uh, or what did you guys do? We we ate uh the spiciest uh beef jerky in the world, and we an- we answered questions with each other. I bet uh, out, of you... a, out of a terrible self help book. I <laughs> I bet you handle spicy food extremely well. I that do. would be my I, theory. I was so composed. Um, which is why, which is why I said check it out or don't, because if you want to be entertained by me that particular episode, I, it was fine. I, 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 you know, I did my best. I answered those questions genuinely. Um, and so I guess, I guess if you're interested in, in hearing me answer some questions and some childhood stories, that's fine. Um, that's in there. So, uh, but yeah, I, uh, no, I, nothing. I don't have anything else to shout out that I haven't shouted out already. I'll shout out the Remnant DLC. I haven't played it yet, so maybe maybe I'll eat crow. Don't on no, that. don't. You're gonna eat crow. <laughs> I'm gonna eat fat crow, dude. All we do is eat crow in this fucking show because <laughs> we don't think before we fucking speak. Um, <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm gonna shout out. I'll fi- fine. I'm gonna shout out Sonic Adventure Two Battle. Go play that. That's a good game. <laughs> that's a good fucking game. I'm gonna shout out Space Dandy. Watch yeah, that. Yeah, that's a great fucking show. I actually haven't seen that, so I might eat Don't crow. Eat, on you're too. gonna eat crow, dude. You're gonna eat crow. You're gonna eat it, dude. You're gonna eat the fattest crow, bro. <laughs> so much, so much. Do you know how many, you know how many calories are in that crow? Do you know how many carbs are in that crow? Like 75, dude. That's how fat that crow is you're eating right now. <laughs> Alright, let's get out of here, dude. Get the, fuck, get, the, get the fuck out of here. I'll see you next week. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties She's only five Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties She's only five Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ay Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, Salem though with my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big So please can you just give me head please just get on your knees bitch I'll beat up that ass like my name is Bruce Lee and I'll eat up that pussy like I'm Connor Key hey Asian people driving are they even trying I'll be buying all this hentai so I jerk it I'm not lying now I'm sighing cuz I want Hatsune Miku now I'm crying when I fuck anime bitches I'll be moaning and be whining hey thick thighs look sexy even when especially she decides to wear her dress ooh nuzzles on my neck now we laying on the bed man I love my body pillow especially given head you know what's next Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh she got them big ass titties She's only five